I'm Kevin Price, host of the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. The Price of Business is in radio markets coast to coast, as well as on the largest web platforms. Our guests include New York Times bestselling authors, major media personalities, billionaires, and more. Welcome to our series called Thought Leaders, where we went out and found some of the most interesting people with the best stories about business, culture, technology, and more. Here's another in that ongoing series. Hi, my name is J.L. Hancock. I am an author, mentor, and consultant, and the former head of innovation for the U.S. SEAL teams. I, you can find more about me at my website, jlhancock.com. And you can also pick up a, my, a copy of my most recent book. Uh, I am going to talk today a bit about artificial intelligence and how it was used a little bit and how it's being used a bit in the military. But more than that, I'm going to talk about how AI affects us on a daily basis. So when I first started building and working with autonomous robotic systems, the first thing people asked me if I was, is uh, whether or not I was building Skynet. And as cool as that sounded, I quickly realized that, you know, the there were a lot of problems with that. Uh, I actually helped put the first artificially intelligent drone in combat. It made its own decisions, flew into a building, and then flew out of the building all completely by itself without any human intervention. Uh, there were a couple times that we've had it just fly off and make mistakes when it, in its early stages. It didn't go off and decide that it wanted to, to hurt people or anything like that. It just kind of flew off and crashed. It was nearly, it was not nearly as dramatic as I'd hope it would be when that, when that happened. When I hope, I mean, you think it would do something cool and then it just does something very, very basic. Uh, what we learned from that is that artificial intelligence in general is extremely hard and isolated applications of AI are very useful. But when you start adding them together and compounding them, they get very complicated. And an isolated use case or an isolated algorithm within artificial intelligence is usually referred to as an abstraction layer. And a really good example of an abstraction layer would be something you can download right now, like ChatGPT from OpenAI. It, you just put in a prompt and it will generate an entire document or an entire paragraph or whatever about any subject you give it. You can It can do work, paperwork for you. It can do, uh, if you're trying to write a school paper, it's kind of like the cliff notes of essays. It's basically uprooting modern education at this time. And it's a very isolated application, very specific use case. Another example would be something like facial recognition on a computer, on a camera. And then another one that you might've seen would be some of these apps that allow you to create an entire artistic image just off of a prompt. Those are very specific use cases. But in order for those things to have been developed, they needed a lot of data to create a model and an idea of how those things work. And once that model was created, they were able to create an entirely new tool that mimicked human use, right? In order for all of that to be useful, though, a lot of data was required. Data nowadays is worth more than oil. If you can get access to lots and lots of data, you can train an algorithm to do whatever you need. The question then comes, where does all that data come from? And the answer is you, because we are the products creating that, that information. Most of the time, it's coming from prompts. A lot of it's coming from our phones and how we interact with our phones. And then other people are buying that information. Now, why is that? Why do I bring this up? Well. If you're a startup or a tech company, uh, investment opportunities arrive and who's investing in that company ultimately owns part of your intellectual property. Well, if it's owned by a foreign company and they want access to your data, they can pull that to train separate algorithms for different purposes. 
And that was the biggest thing that I learned in working with artificial intelligence, especially with the military, is how many people are playing the game in completely different ways for different reasons other than the ones you expect. And the one that I was thinking would be the most dramatic, like robots on the battlefield making decisions and doing things that we could never dream of. That's less of what's going on. The actual battlefield is happening in your hand every day on the phone and on the applications that you use and what information you allow it to do to put on there and what allow information you allow them to kick back to whatever network it is to feed the algorithm in the future to prompt more information out of you. And so uh, I write about some of this stuff in my books and I, um, you can find more about it at my website. Once again, that's jlhancock.com and I appreciate your time. Thanks.